Hello team, it's Fab here, founder and head teacher at All Marketing School and your marketing BFF. Before today's episode, I want to remind you that there is a special invitation for you to join us for the Alt Marketing Certification. Get certified as a positive impact strategy and make people fall in love with you and your work. Reclaim your time, understand the marketing foundations with a positive impact spin. If you are a marketing freelancer who wants to raise the quality of services and do more with less, or maybe you are an early stage marketeer ready to invest to gain real experience in building a strategy with purpose, or you're a marketing leader who wants to be recognized as a go-to expert and tackle new growth challenges. Whether you are beginners or whether you have some confidence into your strategy, we want to support you. We want to help you achieve your strategic goals, toss confetti in the air, and blast your favorite hype song as you get through eight incredible weeks with me and the rest of our faculty. Think about our certification as marketing training at university standards, not prices. So if you're ready to join us and you want to check out our incredible curriculum, all you have to do is go to amschool.click slash certification. I repeat, amschool dot click slash certification to find out more and learn what you are going to go through in our eight weeks from marketing foundations all the way to leadership and storytelling skills we're also going to cover strategic marketing blocks and advanced marketing tools plus you get workshops seats, group work and even timely panels with incredible experts in the field so what are you waiting for no i mean it Our next cohort is starting real soon. So make sure that you head to amschool.click slash certification to come and join us and learn how to market to hearts, not to brains. Welcome to Alt Marketing School. We are proudly bringing together a new wave of marketers, just like yourself. We want to provide you with the skills to speak to your audience perfectly, empower clients with winning strategies to market their brands, champion their values, and make a positive impact in the online world. My name is Fab, and I'm your host. May the class begin. Hello team, and welcome back to Alt Marketing School. It's Fab here, head teacher and founder at Alt Marketing School. And today's co-host is the wonderful Jess once again. Hello, Jess. How are we doing? Good. I'm good, thank you. Hello. Hello. First of all, I want to start with with saying congrats. Congrats, because I know that somebody else has got a new podcast coming up, so I want to hear all the things and what is happening. So we'll start with that. We already started with promotion. Let's go. Let's let's just run for it. Oh, cute. Yeah, I've just, I just put out my podcast as well. I kind of, I've been wanting to do it for a year and I just did the thing. I recorded it all in one day, edited it in one day and put it up there. So I'm going to be releasing episodes every two weeks. You can find it just by searching my name, Jess Bruno. And the first episode is all about short form content. So how to make really good TikToks and reels for your small business. And I'm going to say that just knows her. She's also, I would definitely say after you finish this episode, don't you dare stop it now. Let's finish this episode and then go and subscribe just in case. I know I shouldn't have jumped the gun and already talked about it, but I was really excited for you. So there you have it. Um, but we'll remind people at the end where they can find it too. So with all of this excitement, to be honest, 
what you are talking about in your first episode kind of ties in with everything that has been happening in the last month and a half. So mm. I was trying and select something to talk about with you specifically because it's hard to keep up with everything and I'm trying to be more selective for everyone, including myself. And I was like, well, Jess, short form, plus we had a rant about Beeriel last time. Check it out if you haven't already. And um, I was like, oh, yeah, wait. What about that time that Instagram tried to do candid challenges and then TikTok was like, I know what's great. I'm going to do something called TikTok now. Both of them, it is uncanny. Both of them are literally Beeriel. So if you look at the actual examples of them, and I sent it to Jess as well so she could look at the, at the screenshots, it's literally Beeriel. You can choose whichever. You can literally look at both examples. Because I love that the platforms are so bold that not only they did this, they talked about it and shared literally a screenshot of the UX of Beerio and said, this is now called Candid Challenges. You're welcome. So have you heard about this or am I breaking the news to you right now? No, I saw it. I saw it. So Reels Instagram jumped on and copied them first and they made it live because you can have a be real effect in your when you make a reel and then tiktok i think like a week later introduced this candid thing and it's just like because in the in the wider spectrum of things be real is really small compared to it's got a really small niche community compared to tiktok and instagram so i feel like unless you know what be real is this could just be like oh another future but I feel like it's going to catch on because the way from ages ago when Snapchat on Instagram stories basically stole the spotlight from Snapchat I feel like TikTok is going to be the one that takes this candid challenge and runs with it I don't know if people are going to be doing it as reels I like what I've been using like the front and back camera making a a video reel with it and downloading it and put it on my story because I like doing that with stories but I don't know I don't know if it's going to catch on it's just fun. it's just everything marketing I read somewhere that marketing is just everybody else's ideas having sex with each other <laughs> it really is <laughs> that is the best quote I've heard in a very long time <laughs> but I don't know true. if I can use it I don't, know, I don't know if I can use it though for the cohort. I think it, it might be a bit too much, even if we are quite out there. But I don't know if the first thing the students hear on day one, shout out to the students for this cohort, the final of the year. Mm-hmm. The first week, they just hear about marketing being ideas and insects with each other. It's it is. Trigger. It is. They just make these babies come out and they're like either exactly like their parents or like slightly different. And that's just how, that's just how the game works everyone's going to copy everyone that is very true and to be very honest going back to what you just said it also applies in my opinion for like marketing frameworks or marketing tactics and I want to say this because whenever you know creating methods or creating unique things it's actually harder than what it feels like and I also find that people feel bad that they're not being fully original when it comes to maybe the way they support in marketing and such things but honestly there's so many ways you can rename a marketing funnel you know there's so many ways you can rename what an audience persona is regardless of the name some of these things just work or make sense so you can adapt them but it's most likely that somebody else already thought of the idea of creating a targeted representation of your customer 
you're not being completely out there involved. So I think it also puts somebody's ego at bay a bit, whether it's a social platforms or even just marketers to be like, you're not reinventing the wheel, you're adapting it and you're making it yours. But most of the stuff has been showed one way or another. I just love the boldness though. That's that's my thing. I was like, Instagram was like, yeah, candy challenges are great. And I was like, wait, that's be real. And TikTok was like, wait a second. Look at TikTok now, it's even better. And I'm like, they're all the same. Stop it. So you think TikTok is going to catch on? You think TikTok is going to catch on then? I feel like, I I think it's going to catch on more on TikTok because of the younger demographic and they they are the one that are predominantly on Be Real, where the feature is kind of hidden in Instagram. It's like a part of the Reels editing process where on TikTok it's like becoming, they're making a big song and dance about it. So they're going to push it out more. So that's why I think it will be more prominent on TikTok. My thinking as well, though, is that, for example, TikTok stories, and maybe I'm not putting as much time into it, but I, I, I ain't using TikTok stories. Not yet. It's just something that I'm not naturally coming to, whereas Instagram stories is still kind of my natural bread and butter when it comes to a way to kind of connect with people a bit more so I'm kind of wondering whether also TikTok was like well if stories are not catching on per se as what they are as much because people don't know how to add value with that let's try and create something that prompts them because that's at the end of the big USP in my opinion of the features which is what Be Real is all about is they give you a prompt and you have to go quickly and do it you know so I'm I'm kind of wondering whether there's also TikTok trying to spice up their stories do you use TikTok stories for example no She'd be shaking her head. No, none of my clients do either. They, I just feel like they're clunky and they don't make sense. That's kind of why I'm wondering whether that is something that is, is trying to basically kind of get people to use other features. Because it's kind of part of me is like, well, but if the actual videos on TikTok work so well and the TikToks mm. themselves are what people, what drives people, why do you need to get something different? Whether it is, unless it is because they want to make sure that more people spend time on the app. But I don't think there is still an issue. I think TikTok is still very much winning when it comes to it. If you want to go with like the little battle of the short form. 100%. I don't know if you've seen, there's another article that was really interesting that came out in different formats over the past week and a half. And at the time of recording, it might be a bit longer, but it says, because um, actually talking about competitors when it comes to short form, I think people are also forgetting YouTube shorts and I think it's a bit more niche because it's like you have to actually use YouTube or follow creators a lot on YouTube but within the YouTube culture shorts are actually very powerful and I think they're a bit untalked about if you know what I mean so they're completely forgotten about they're completely forgotten about and I think from a small business perspective that's because the results are really hard to track and YouTube is like doesn't feel like a social media platform when it is the it's a kind of social media platform anyway because you have the ability to be social on it you can comment you can respond shorts have shorts and like idea pins on Pinterest both hold such a Oh my god, I forgot the word. It will come to me. It will come. <laughs> I can see they, it. I can see it. There's like here potential. 
YouTube Shorts and Idea Pins both have a massive potential to get more visibility and grow your account. But it feels like, oh, just another thing that you have to start from the beginning. And then like, what's the point? Because I don't even have any followers on there. It's another account that I have to grow. But you just have to follow what kind of platforms you like using. If you want to if you use YouTube and you want to use it, you might as well repurpose your short form video on there as shorts and just copy and paste the caption and add some proper keywords and just let that roll out. It does take a bit of extra time, but there is massive potential on both these platforms as well. Again, they may not be seen as social media platforms. You might not include them in your content marketing plan, but they they shouldn't, if you've got the time and space, don't like sleep on them because they have a lot of growth potential. I'm going to ask you a question. I'm going to do a quiz. She was not ready for it, but I'm I'm going to quiz her. Which, so we ask our our guests when there's like a proper expert guest on the podcast to share their favorite social media platform. Which one do you think is overall on average the winner? We tend to have one that is often mentioned. Which one do you think it is? Fuck. (laughs) (laughs) You can do any, mini, mini more if it helps. Uh, so for me personally in my community is Instagram because it has the highest return on investment for me, return on time investment because of the DMs and stories. They've just grown my business. They really have. But if Instagram was to disappear off the face of the earth, I would then go to LinkedIn again because of the DMs, and because of the c- communication and the small business community that's there, I wouldn't go to TikTok, even though I love it and I've got the most followers there and my content hits so many people there. But I find it difficult to maintain a consistent like communication with people. And that's the most important thing when you're a small business growing. It's having that community conversation, keeping that going. And I feel like the easiest platforms to do that on are Instagram and LinkedIn. Love these. I will I will unveil that none of the ones you mentioned are the ones that came up for most people, funnily enough. Lols. And that's fine because obviously everybody's unique. And I was surprised, by the way, because about probably 70% so far, if I had to say, mentioned YouTube as their favorite social media platform. Mm. So, you know, as you said, mm, it's not really so, like, it's a social media platform, but it's not a social media platform. And most people will ask me, can I say YouTube? And I was like, of course you can. So I think from a consumption level, and I, this is where I want to reframe a few thoughts, from a consumption level, a lot of people still spend time on YouTube. And I think, as you said, you said something really right, which is you have to put the time into creating the content as well. So obviously, if you if you feel like video is your strong suit and you want to amplify and grow that channel. But I think sometimes we forget that from a consumption and an audience standpoint, a lot of us do spend time, look for things, want to learn things on YouTube because video really speaks to us. So I just want to say, because it, it also surprised me, because I would expect, because I didn't ask people, you know, to use it for business or pleasure but most people will just go back to youtube when it came to the content piece so i think sometimes we underestimate the power of it because we feel like as you said rightfully we don't have a quick return of investment 
or is more about to me is more about content marketing over social media marketing when it comes to YouTube. But still, I wouldn't knock it as much because what I wanted to say, which I loved about your point about shorts as well, is that a lot of it is also a way to amplify your existing videos if you have any. So that's what you can repurpose and kind of recreate and direct people to. Obviously, it's not for everyone. But it was really interesting that a lot of people still find it as a great source of information and actually a way to get to know the creators or the people that they don't want to connect with. So just a little thing in there because I found it really, really interesting because we don't think about it a lot. But actually, behind the scenes, it still grows. Oh, I'm on YouTube every day. <laughs> I love YouTube. I'm literally there all the time. It's where I, I don't go there for business, though. I go there for, like fun but if I if I ever land there and I'm watching something like educational I'm way more invested because of they especially a long video they've got my full control my full focus sorry I think that also requires a bit of like understanding your brand and your tone of voice and really capitalizing on that I really got really fascinated about learning how Mm. great YouTube creators kind of bridge the gap between business and creators and you really see that they have unique elements of it whether it's something as simple as the branding but also as go far as the tone of voice or the type of series they create you know it is literally for me an example of what you know very well done blog would be you know it's something that has seasonality something that has topics but also something that really makes you connect to the person so I agree with you even I don't watch a lot of business stuff but there are a couple of creators that I follow that are actually educational but I do that because I don't feel like there's a business coach there telling me what to do. There's actually mm-hmm. the storytelling piece, which is very, very well done. And the reason why I mentioned that, by the way, and this was the, the biggest tangent that I could have led us on, is because talking about, again, the be real-like features, this came about at the same time when Adam Mosseri apparently had, I, I don't know if you've seen, he had a massive conversation leaked with the whole staff like brought everybody back yeah I mean the the eyes are wide open and basically (laughs) the conversation was about this the status of Instagram apparently Instagram trails TikTok and YouTube on creator satisfaction which is interesting and what it has been seen as well though is that there has been though a lot of push when it comes to the discoverability and the usage of the platform so it kind of feels like there have been more changes, but I think the platform has not done yet with figuring out what they want to do. So it's been really interesting over the past couple of months. You know, they have seen a difference, but also they still are not figuring out exactly how they want to position themselves. Did you see this? Did you see that? It, you have a lot of chats with people, and I don't know how they all leaked, apparently. But it was really interesting to see behind the scenes how Instagram is trying to compete better with TikTok and the likes. I I... I haven't seen it, but I'm not surprised. And I know because people in my people in my circle that do the same stuff as me are posting. Like some people are using it. Some people are using their Instagram as just a sales page, and they don't post anymore. It's just those the posts. This is what you see. So that hardly like not posting at all. Some people are posting once a month, twice a month twice a week all of my clients are opting in for my one-to-one clients we do 
three posts a week max where when we create the sustainable content flow we, we talk about their primary platforms and when it comes to tiktok all of them are like oh no that's fine i'll just post on there like whenever like i can just post on there as much as i want like so i'll give them content to do to like tick the business boxes on there but then i'll see them posting like three times a day five times a day and it's not even a thing but when it comes to instagram they're like i'm overwhelmed it really burns me out i don't want to be there and i'm like okay that's fine but i mean just just from just from that alone and and in the content club everyone jumps on the trend straight away and then they'll hardly do any of the content for linkedin and instagram so i've just, just focused on the tiktok stuff like so i, I can i can believe it's instagram's falling behind because people don't want to post there because it's not fun because it emotionally hurts them when their content isn't seen why do you think is that um uh, this is something that i want to talk about because i have some thoughts myself as well that might be right or might be wrong but what is in your opinion based on also the conversation with your circle and your clients as well why do i think they're not posting as much on instagram why do you think that person, not they're hurt, but I know we said that they're overwhelmed or they're just feeling like that drawback when they don't see the level of engagement they're expecting? I think it's because the app has become so confusing to know what works and what doesn't. And they'll try so hard with con- like creating content, spending hours on something that may have worked a couple months ago. And they're trying to keep it up now. It doesn't work. The app is changing. And the expectations of the consumer are getting so much higher and i just feel like instagram is still so far behind with the people hiding behind filters and making your life look perfect and so they're trying to make their lives look perfect and we can't do that where on tiktok it's like it doesn't matter you can show up however you want to show up people don't care they just want you to be be real be real <laughs> She said it. <laughs> I love that. Can I add something to that as well? Because mm-hmm. mm-hmm. I'm going to piggyback. I'm going to ride that wave, like that beautiful wave, and I'm going to put my little skeptical hat on. So following up on what you said, there's also a belief, uh, an idea for me that TikTok is actually really young. And when I saw actually how old Instagram is, I was like, damn. I've been on there for like seven or eight years. And as you mentioned, so I'm going to piggyback on what you said. So it's not completely out of your <laughs> out of your argument. It has changed and it keeps changing and it's confused. And the problem is if you start as a photo sharing app and so you reward pictures and you reward visuals and then you're like, hmm, actually videos are doing really well now. So we're going to pivot and completely change our formats. Plus we're going to add 17,000 more features because we're testing without or very slowly taking things out because that's the problem obviously they don't they're not simplifying the platform they keep adding and they keep tweaking i also find that there is a combination of what you just said which is also expectations change and just the content is not getting the the drive and the actual reach but also find that if you've been there seven years ago and at the beginning especially you got a certain type of engagement comments community building the people that have been there for such a long time it's been so dramatically different now that in perspective is a lot harder whereas starting everybody from from scratch on tiktok over the past two years 
obviously, you know, it takes a bit of time and you know, it takes consistency, but you feel like you have a better level playing field and you don't get disappointed because three years ago you used to get 3,000 likes on a picture of your porridge. You know what I mean? Yeah. So, yeah. going back to what you say, but I also think it's an element of whether you're a brand, whether you're a small business, whether you're a marketer trying to help your clients, it's hard. And obviously, I want to hear your opinion as well because you also work with clients. It's not just hard for you for your own things. It's also hard if you are a marketer or a consultant or a professional who has to reset the expectation for their clients as well. Because I think that you know, isn't a job in itself that we don't talk enough about. I'm going to take my little rant hat on, off and put it out. <laughs> but I wanted to say this because I've had that experience myself, having to reset expectations and trying to explain it. And sometimes it's hard for them to understand. It's like, but why? It's like, because we don't have control over it, do we? As much yeah, as we would like no, There's no control. I, the only expectation I want my clients to have is we're going to give you more clarity with your content. I'm going to help you have more of a understanding of who you are online, what you want to do, and your audience, your followers are going to understand that more clearer as well. So I recently had someone say to me, Jess, I'm starting a new business. Shall I create a new page on Instagram to start promoting it? And I was like, no, <laughs> no, because you're going to you're going to feel the burn of it. And this person, she suffers really badly with imposter syndrome and anxiety and has been on Instagram, I think, for like as long as us, like seven, eight years, however long it's been. And I was like, it's such a schlog at the moment to start a brand new account for a small business. I think you should talk about it on your personal account and go for it on TikTok and Pinterest with the newer, with the new brand new account. Don't start another Instagram account. Just use your personal account. Then it will feel more human. It's so hard to be human on Instagram right now. I agree. And that's, and that's I think, a big big drawback especially and i'm gonna do one more tangent so today we're on a ranting stage which i like we haven't, we haven't talked in a while so it's kind of like this like nice ranting stage um but also for creators i want to i want to i want to give a shout out to creators as well whether you are a creator whether you work with creators and also sorry other tangent you can also work with b2b creators because you might be like well but i don't work with influencers because i'm not a beauty brand you can still work with creators who are fellow experts in an industry so if you are a creator and you work with a creator, you need to remember that for them, even if there's a level of education or inspiration within some of their content, a lot of it is also about following the journey of that person and kind of and getting them to suggest, recommend, you know, guide in different ways. And I think for them is even hard, is very hard as well. And it's hard, obviously, because I'm not putting myself into the shoes for a creator. But I can see how hard that can be if a platform that needs to give that human edge is kind of like making it hard for you to really find your feet again it can be really hard because your audience doesn't feel connected and you don't feel like you want to connect with your audience more and that is literally what kind of really fuels the creator and even what obviously you know gives them business I think so yeah I don't know I'm thinking also creators are going to start to see a shift in that mm-hmm. um I don't know what you think but I can see that happening in on Instagram as well especially for the creative economy yeah 100%. I agree. I agree with you. I agree. Everything you said. 
no comment. <laughs> <laughs> so, well, with this delightful, light and joyful conversation, um, I want to say a couple of things that you mentioned throughout this chat that I think are really important reminders in case you're listening and you're like, sigh, and then you're just kind of quietly going into a corner and turning into a ball. Don't do that. Don't do that. Stay, stay with us, dear listener. A couple of things I just mentioned that I want to remind you of before we listen to a question. Yes, we have a question uh, coming up from our community. First, just mentioned creating great expectations, whether you work with clients or they are their own, a thousand percent. You give us a great idea of how you do it with your clients. We do it with our students, just to give you some context as well. You do it with our students by getting them to understand who they want to be. And that even puts a lot of pressure off themselves on social. They're like, this is the hat I want to wear on social. I understand how can I then show up in the best way. And they can choose the right platforms. So that's another thing that you can do. You can even maybe, as you said, beat some of the confidence issues or anxiety around the platforms. And that in itself, to me, is a great expectation or a great result of actually adapting your strategy. So love the expectation bit. And also what you mentioned that I love is that kind of consistent but slow and sustainable so we talk about it a lot we talk about it in our course as well especially when Jess teaches social media for us as well consistency will mean a lot of different things for a lot of different people you talked about some of your clients and their consistency they're all different and I think once you understand as you said if you enjoy the platform you want to show up more do that if you need to step back do that too Allow yourself to find your own consistency. So I wanted to say these two things because you mentioned them earlier and I feel it give us a bit of positivity around it. Okay, what am I going to do now? Uh, adapt it to yourself and reclaim that power with that control that you can have. How did I do? Amazing. Good, good summary. So good. So it, was good. All your, it was all your, it was all your stuff. I just repackaged <laughs> it. I shook it up. I cocktailed it. Anyway, before we're off, we have one more question. So, we're taking now questions from our community of marketing pros. Uh, it can be some of our students, our alumni, or just members of the community. So in this case, it's about social media. So I thought I'll bring up our first ever question and play it now so that also Jess can hear it. And maybe you can help us finding a question. Not an answer, not a question. The question is that. <laughs> Lol. Well, shall we pick one mistake each? Like, can you say, okay. I'll, I'll let you... I'll let you go first. See, this is how kind okay. I am. I'll let you go first. <laughs> I'll, th- I'll think about okay. mine. <laughs> What's really common to say? I'm so sure. I think I talk about this all the time. And we spoke about it already today in the podcast, but it's a good, good way to bring it in. It's just being very cold and robotic. So talking about your business or your brand just as that is, that it's just a business, just a brand, saying the mechanics of it. So the offer, the the hard sell and putting that, you have to tick those business boxes. You have to, you have to sell. You do have to talk about your brand pillars. But if you don't inject some of your personality, you're going to fall into the well of all the other businesses that are doing exactly the same thing as you because you are most probably not the only one with, who's offering what you offer. We can really easily forget to inject our personality because we want to be a business. We want to talk about business. We want to share exactly what we do so people understand that. But you are more memorable when you start talking about the mundane, real life things 
that coincide with you being a business owner. So that's the biggest mistake that I see all the time. And also I do all the time. It's really easy to fall down that, fall down that I'm a business, just a business well, but it's when you can inject that personality, that's when you become memorable. And people will remember that weird thing that you said on your story. Oh, she eats pizza. I eat pizza too. Maybe I should work with her actually. Like it's weird, but those are the things that <laughs> make people feel like they connect with you. I love that. It's actually, first of all, you give us a solution as well. So tick, uh, which is great as well as the mistake. Um, but is that in, is one of the paradoxes of actually being more relatable when we're imperfect is, is biopsychology one-on-one, which is fascinating. And is all about actually imperfections bringing us closer to people. So even if it's not selling perfection, eating pizza, pizza is a great thing. But the little things, as you said, that make us human, that make us relatable, do really connect us deeper with other people. So I love that tip and that mistake because a lot of people, as you say, make it. I think I want to add a quick one for myself that I find a lot of people make. And this is maybe bigger brands, but I think it can happen to a lot of smaller businesses as well and is not taking the time to listen and engage in other conversations. We tend to talk, 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 share, share, but I think when we actually find in some platforms, and there might be some they are more natural in Twitter, LinkedIn, making that time to listen and to either connect other people together or share your opinion or amplifying those voices can actually be really powerful. I think we focus about how much content I need to schedule or create and how to engage with people. And that's great. But sometimes listening can give us ideas, can build connections. And as I said, a little one of the solutions would be start amplifying other people's content on platforms that you spend a lot of time in, that you want to build a proper community that will make a massive difference instead of only talking about yourself, even when that's the mundane stuff. That would be my mistake. Because the more you grow, the more you're like, I need to follow my content plan. And that's about it. And my solution <laughs> will be, you know, and my solution will be to amplify more and connect people more and do these things behind the scenes that people maybe don't see, but the individuals will definitely remember. So that will be mine. Look at us. Wisdom. <laughs> just like buckets of wisdom from everywhere. It's just like, oh my God. Wow, wow, wow. That was, that was intense. That was intense buckets of wisdom. Well, it's always a pleasure, as, as always. I will say to everyone, thank you so much for listening. Let us know what you think. Let us know if you are going to try any of the B-Real uh, ripoffs out there. Let us know if you actually resonate with some of the things we talked about today. And as always, if you want to find out more about us, you can find us at Alt Marketing School on LOL Instagram and TikTok, Alt Mark School on Twitter. And altmarketingschool.com is the new brand website. So please go and check it out and just tell me in the DMs how good it is because just feeding my ego. And uh, Jess, where can people find out more about you? Head to my Instagram, jessica.sophia.bruno and click the link in my bio and you'll find everything there, including the link to my podcast, which is on Spotify. Or you can watch the whole thing on YouTube. Just search Jessica Bruno content and I'll pop up. Thank you so much for listening. Head to oldmarketingschool.com to find out more about the topics that we covered in this week's class. If you want to make your teachers happy, then hop onto iTunes and leave us a five-star review. Oh, and don't forget to spend the love on Instagram at Old Marketing School. 
Until next time.